Well, in the military, we often have to be all things in many different situations. Uh, sure, we have our MOS, our specialty trade, our job assignment, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we are also skilled and trained to step in should the need arise, depending on different scenarios. So when it comes to the job hunting, we see an ocean of opportunity and truly the only thing standing between us and what we could be is training. At least that's how we perceive it. So we start shopping our interests, sending out hundreds of resumes, oftentimes without understanding the full impact of not investing the time to understand what we truly want to be and what we can be most effective at doing. And truly the key to that is narrowing our niche, our interests. So today we're going to crack this code. Welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming, their proven lessons in leadership, and their journey to finding mission and purpose. So today I have on the show Dan Johnson, Senior Director of Human Resources for the Rings, Turbines, and Energy Group. It's got manufacturing locations in the United States, Mexico, United Kingdom, and the Czech Republic. They've got annual revenues exceeding $1.2 billion and an employee population base of over 2,300. Now, here's the cool part. Dan also served in the military as an officer. So he went through some of the very issues that we discuss on this program when it comes to transition. And today, he's crushing it. So, Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so it's, I love that you are now in the HR arena. Um, you've got an amazing journey how you got there. Uh, so why don't you tell our listeners kind of a, a little bit about your military experience and kind of how you selected this whole HR field. Yeah, I always tell people, you know, that I started where all great HR people should, the United States Army Infantry, right? Um, <laughs> you know, so, uh, well, look, I mean, so I was an RGC scholarship guy, um, you know, got commissioned out of Norwich University in, in, in Vermont. Um, you know, I will tell you, if you talk to people who knew me when I was in high school, even junior high, even elementary school, I was really focused on military being my career um, to the point where, you know, I really – that was, that was the only thing I knew I wanted to do and, and, and the only option. Um, so RTC scholarship, getting commissioned, um, going in the infantry, that was, that was all part of my plan from a very, very young age. Um, you know, served, uh, served in, uh, 3rd Brigade 2nd Infantry Division, uh, was part of the first striker deployment, um, to Iraq, spent a year in Iraq. Um, was able to really do all the things I, I at least initially thought I wanted to do. I was able to lead a platoon, um, deploy, um, you know. But as 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 I got to year three, year four, got back from Iraq, got married, um, had my first child, and had had my other my next child on the way. Um, started looking at the lifestyle of of, of a deployment, r- the rigor of deployment over over a career, and really thinking that you know what I, I've done what I wanted to do. Um, you know, didn't didn't really look at the majors and the colonels and say that's a job I really wanted to do anymore. And so I started looking at opportunities to um, to separate. Did get stop lost, so I had a little. I, I had some extra time to prepare because um, during the 06 um, surge um, was right when my first commitment was ending. So I ended up getting out in 2008 um, because of that. But that also gave me time to go back to school. I think I think initially when I first started thinking about separating, I, I thought for sure I wanted to be a city manager. I thought that would sound like a really 
interesting job where you're managing a lot of cross-functional disciplines across a, a government organization. Um, started looking at Masters of Public Administration as, as a way to prepare going back to school. Um, didn't really see a convenient um, program um, as far as around Fort Lewis, Washington that I could really say, could really commit to uh, with time and, and still working. Um, but um, at some point, and, and I don't know who told me this, but at some point someone said, well, the problem with military guys, they don't know how to treat people. And as I was thinking about that, and and I, it is just like I, I never believed it, but I I was in the yeah. I was in the I was in the mode of how can I shut down as many doubters as possible and set myself up, up for success, right? So I came across this Master's in Human Resources Management from Chapman University, and Chapman's great. They have a lot of um, I think they're now branded as Brandman University. Um, across uh, military base, but they have a lot of branch campuses. They had a mix between classroom and online learning. It was it was it was very convenient. So I, I enrolled in that, um, and and really enjoyed it. There was a lot of a lot of things about HR that I really enjoyed. But I will tell you, I, I still didn't think of myself as a as an HR person, a human resources person. I, I actually, uh, you know, as I went through interviews. Um, and, you know, I did a lot of interviews, and, and, and luckily there's a lot of people targeting military folks um, upon separation. Uh, and I kind of circled around this manufacturing thing. Mm. Um, really like the idea of manufacturing. I, I like the idea. In, in, in a lot of ways, it's the only place where you can still get soldiers, quote-unquote. Um, you know, you have large amounts of people that you're leading, I felt like it was the most direct application of the leadership skills I learned in the military. Um, and it's all about having a, a, a common purpose, common goal. It's, it's just a much more of a straight line equation in the manufacturing field. Um, so I ended but up taking Dan, the job. How did you yeah. land on that, though? How did you discover that field? Well, to be honest, I it was a lot of give and take on interviews. It was a lot of finding out what I didn't want. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think I, I interviewed with a real estate management company. I interviewed with, um, you know, one of the jobs I actually almost took, um, but I didn't take was actually as a uh, contract minister with Pacific Maritime, which was a, they uh, administer all the contracts for the uh, Longshoremen's Union. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I've always been a relatively roll-up-my-sleeves guy. Um, I wanted to be close to the people who do the work. Yeah. Um, didn't want an office job, wanted some place I could walk around and, and see kind of where the action is. And, uh, at, the more and more I kind of interviewed with people, the more I realized I really just, it just felt right. Um, mm -hmm. and then I think a lot of it's the relationship with the people you interview with. I happened to interview, I will tell you, with a director of HR who then became a significant, um, had a significant amp impact on my career, um, cause I ended up working for him later on. But, um, but, uh, you know, it's just everything he said sounded right. And, and that was at the job I ended up taking at Roseburg Forest Products. Um, didn't didn't take an HR job, though. Took, took, took a supervisor, a management training job. Um, and, and I think I still want to keep it broad. And there are those jobs out there that let you say, look, we're going to train you and you tell us where you want to land, right? Um, their goal, though, was to to train great operations people um, out of the military and then have, have uh, you know, plant managers is really was their goal, you know, superintendents and plant managers of their of their factories. Um, 
It was a great program. I rotated to every single department, the largest plywood mill in North America, um, just a large uh, manufacturing facility. Um, but, you know, they also gave me a rotation in HR. And after I got done with that rotation, when I took that in kind of in conjunction with my my education, I said, you know, I really like this HR. At the time, I really liked the union relations. I liked the policy development. I liked the dealing with conflict. Um, and so I kind of raised my hand at that time and said, you know, I, I, I think I really do like this HR thing. And, and I ended up getting an HR job at one of their sawmills in, in Dillard, Oregon. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that, that's that's kind of my transition and, and kind of, as they say, the, the rest is history. But, um, you know, there was a lot of figuring out what I didn't didn't want. Yeah. And I think and then and then taking some risks on some things I think were close and and then kind of taking the initiative to find what I really wanted. So let's talk about that a little bit, because this is pretty interesting. You know, we talk about how many of our guys and gals, you know, those who are transitioning will send out countless resumes. And, you know, some will say that's not a bad strategy because it gives you an opportunity to, to test the waters or at least. You, you know, get an introduction to many different industries, determine whether or not you like them. But you found a way to kind of narrow that niche and find something that you liked. Is there one secret to narrowing the niche? I mean, is there, did you use a method? Was there some approach? Were you strategic about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I was relatively strategic. I, I think I would tell you that, you know, probably up until six months before I finally separated, I was just as kind of lost as, as many many people are as far as what, yeah. what do you want to do when you grow up, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things I took advantage of that was really nice because I, I don't think kind of spreading resumes out, I, I do think that's kind of a, it's, it's gambling, right? Um, yeah. Because you're not really learning anything through that process other than who picks you up and who doesn't, right? Um, I, I think you gotta get in for interviews. Now, luckily nowadays, and, and even when I was in 08, when I was separating, late 07, there were plenty of, both people get paid for, for placing military people, and then people, and then kind of more charities that do that, but, but getting people face to face with hiring managers, getting veterans face to face with them, uh, having a give and take with questions, uh, I think, uh, you know, even if it's in a non-interview type setting, you know, asking people about what they do, their careers. Um, you know, I, I kind of go back to, um, you know, you, you know, if you have family um, that, that, you know, figuring out what how they kind of made their way through their career. Um, but I, I really think you need that face-to-face contact. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I had... I, can't, I don't think I applied to a job. I, th- I think I, I went to these conferences and just started meeting people and mm. trying trying different jobs, them trying me on and, and me trying them on for size and, and then just uh, fa- found the right fit. So when it, <clears throat> so let's talk about the world of HR because you're in it now. You're pretty engrossed in it. And I, I think, you know, many who are transitioning from the military service, at least we hear this in the field, uh, they kind of think um, – you all are kind of the wizards behind the curtain, you know, hard to see the real person to get your attention um, because of AI, um, you know, artificial intelligence, how things read resumes anymore. You know, they go to the networking events, but, you know, getting to the, to the right decision maker can sometimes be difficult. 
Dan, what would you say is one way that people can grab your attention? Is is there one way that you appreciate, or is there one way that is just absolutely do not do this? Well, I mean, I think I think a lot of it's um, well, some of it's common sense. Uh, you know, you, you don't 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 play a character, right? Be real. Um, at least yeah. at least for my businesses, um, we're not looking for somebody who's going to put on a mask and. And, and not give us a peek inside of who they really are, right? So, so you you got to be authentic. Um, I think I think the other thing, uh, as I was kind of preparing for this, I, I, I was thinking about, um, and I've done a lot of kind of veteran hiring conferences, and and and, and you can't make it so I'm your your priest or or psychiatrist, right? Um, where we're trying to figure out what you want to do on the fly during an interview. And sometimes very often it gets that way where you, you know, you're just asking questions, simple ones. And, and, and I, I don't think we're, we're too hard or I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not too hard. What, what do you want to do? What do you want yeah. to achieve in your career? And, and you'd be amazed how many people just really don't have an answer for that. Mm. Um, and, you know, the thing is, I think when in the military, your, your career path is very much laid out for you. You don't. You don't have. You know. You, there's a certain amount of years. You know exactly what you how, what you got to put in to get a certain output, right? Um, there is a lot more based on individual effort as far as how your career is driven um, out in the private sector. Um, it, it's much more of a meritocracy than even the military is, where where you know you can go fast, you can go slow. It's all it's all based on how much you want to put in, ideally. Um, and so, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be, I know exactly, I want to be, you know, you know, I want to be President of the United States. It doesn't have to be that specific. Right. right? Yeah. But if you, if you can at least figure out what you don't want to do and talk about what, in loose terms, you feel like your your ideal career would be, and, and, and then I can start talking about how I can help you achieve that, Right. Um, rather than just trying to narrow it down for you. Um, because, uh, you know, employment is, I, I get something from you, right? Your effort, your, yep. your, your value. And, but, but you get, I have to offer something to you as well. Um, and I have to offer you, you know, a career path, um, skills, some training. Um, and so, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, making that two-way conversation and, and not making it so I'm doing all the effort. Um, to try to figure out if this truly is a fit, because they're all good people, right? I have, a, you know, if I'm if I do a conf- hiring conference, um, you know, I'll, I'll talk to ten people, maybe do forty five minutes, ten people a day. Um, all great people, all wonderful people. But I only have a certain amount of positions. Yeah. Um, so what's going to differentiate, right? And and that's when I start having a dialogue with them about here's what we can offer, here's what you're looking for, and is that a match? Well, and I think you're talking about something that's pretty interesting because if we look at our military, to, to your point, uh, you know, our career path is often, it's already charted in some ways, you know, in, in a number of ways, at least, you know, the line, the trajectory on how to get where and what, you know, certifications, qualifications, things like that we need to do to get there. In the civilian sector, it, what, you're, what I'm hearing you say is you should probably have a clear idea of not – a couple things, but certainly where you can add value. But number two, what it is you want to achieve, and don't be afraid to bring that up. Am I hearing that correctly? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's you know, if that's 
if it's the truth and that's what you really want to do, then, uh, then, 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 you know, we can have a much more authentic and real view of how we can help each other get there, right? Yeah, and no, no, I think that's really good. Is, is there one thing, I'm sure there's many, but is there one thing you wish veterans would not do in an interview? Don't give me what you think I'm looking for. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I've had, uh, you know, you know, be confident, but, you know, you don't have to be overly confident. I, I, I'm a big believer in authenticity, so, you know, I, I just want to see the authentic you and, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to work through, you know, while I want to, you know, I want to still want to lead people, but, you know, I want to use my leadership skills I learned in the military and, you know, I want to be able to, uh, you know, learn the business, right? That's enough for me to go on, learn a business, right? That's enough for me to go on even to, to start having a real conversation about, well, here's what we do. Here's, here's what we expect out of our operations leaders. What do you, what do you think about that? And then, then we start getting into some interesting stuff rather than, um, you know, I, I'm not sure what I want to do with myself, right? Yeah, no, that's really good. So talk talk to us a little bit about Wyman. Are you guys hiring? Are you guys looking for talent? We are always hiring um, in, in, all over. So, uh, you know, we we are um, so primary. So we're our parent company is Precision Cast Parts. Um, Wyman Gordon, of which I I oversee about half of Wyman Gordon, is is the business segment of Precision Cast Parts. Um, and, uh, we make primarily engine parts, uh, for aerospace. So, mm. uh, you know, we'll make, uh, housings for large jet engines, um, make some moving, uh, things. We're a forging company. So a lot of hot metal, you know, we heat up metal and we use presses to, uh, stamp metal into a certain shape. Um, so it's, um, you know, very, very large pieces, um, uh, that, that go into that. So, uh, we are, you know, we always have a strong need for operations folks. People can lead. We were looking for leadership. We're looking uh technical aptitude, you know. Um, we, we, we're always looking for safety professionals, um, and engineers, um, as well. So, uh, you know, I, we have a pretty dynamic manufacturing process. You know, it's not, um, it's not clean, uh, as far as, uh, you know, sure. I think nowadays we're seeing all these, uh, you know, kind of pristine manufacturing environments, but, you know, we're heating up hot metal and furnaces. We're using, uh, forklifts and manipulators to move them into, uh, into pretty heavy duty machinery to, uh, put a lot of tonnage on, on metal to move it into a shape. So, um, no, it's, 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 we're always looking for talent. We've, we've been successful at hiring, uh, veterans, um, into our, our organization. Uh, one of my mentors, um, here is actually was a Vietnam veteran, uh, infantry as well. Um, you know, hired some Marine Corps veterans in California. Um, and so, uh, no, it, it's a great opportunity. I will tell you, we, we, um, we pride ourselves on, on the fact that leadership matters, um, at PCC and Wyman Gordon and that we can have an impact, right? We, 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 we have an ownership mentality that's very, that translates very well from the military. So, um, no, we, 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 uh, we value the, the military, uh, candidates we get. No, that's awesome. So how do people get in touch with you and how do they get in touch with uh, these potential jobs? So I can give you, so first of all, LinkedIn, if you guys want to look up my LinkedIn profile, um, I will also give out my email. It's, it's DM as in Daniel Marks, DM Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N at Wyman, W-Y-M-A-N.com. Uh, feel free to, to shoot me a note. Um, I can, I can get you directly hooked up with, um, 
our recruiting team and uh, can talk about openings and, and kind of start exploring what might be right for you. Oh, that's great. Well, Dan, thanks for being on the show. Guys, to learn more uh, and to get in touch with Dan, be sure that you email him at uh, DM johnson at wyman.com and uh, if you are transitioning and want to discover your post-service identity be sure you reach out to us at operationmilitaryfamily.com and we can discuss how we can get you started on your plan for your best year ever after transition dan again thanks for being on the show hey thanks mike really appreciate the opportunity